right, folks, welcome in. It's not a party, it's the Browns Wire Podcast 2.0. Why 2.0? Well, like our friend uh, George Carlin said, it can't be new and improved, right? Because it's, it's not new, this is already existing, and, and many of you have been along for the ride for some time, and and we can't say that it's an improvement because uh, uh, Josh and Donovan did such a good job with the podcast um, and have uh, moved on to some other things. Uh, Josh is still doing some great work for us, and we're going to have a lot of stuff from him ramping up to the NFL draft, But uh, and then Donovan for his professional life as well. So, you know, it's it can't be new and it can't be improved. Instead, it's 2.0, and so while that number actually doesn't exactly work, um, the podcast has jumped from uh, my former intern, Mac Robinson, to Josh, uh, and now to me. 2.0 just really helps uh, just kind of make sure we're tracking. So uh, this is actually episode 2.0, uh, and then later this week we will have 2.1 with a guest. So just to kind of give you a feel for what to expect and who I am, for some of you that my voice sounds familiar, uh, you know me from the Browns Wire site. I am the managing editor, Jared Mueller. Uh, some of you know me from uh, my time with the Orange and Brown Report, the OBR.com. Those fellows do a great job over there, so make sure you give them a follow. All the awesome stuff that they do on Twitch, YouTube, uh, videos, subscriber stuff, all of that. Awesome stuff going on over there. And then even some of you uh, predate the OBR and, and my time with Fansided. Uh, as the managing editor, uh, starting off first with Factory of Sadness, uh, moving on to Dog Pound Daily, and King James Gospel for the Cleveland Cavaliers coverage. So again, my name is Jared Mueller. You can find me on Twitter at Jared K. Mueller, J-A-R-E-D-K-M-U-E-L-L-E-R. And so that's that's me. That's my resume. Uh, the other thing just to know about me, because sometimes it kind of comes out in the podcast or in my writing. Uh, I am a mental health professional. I've been so for 20 years now. And so there's a part of what to expect from me that kind of comes from that background and that process of thinking, right? And so you would expect it. If this if this was an accountant talking, you would expect a little bit more ones and zeros, uh, black and white, some of those kind of things, uh, ways of thinking. And as a mental health, a therapist, a counselor, you're going to get a little bit more of that kind of gray area process oriented kind of stuff. So for the podcast, uh, the plan is very simple. Uh, in general, the plan is to have two podcasts, generally speaking, every week. So sometimes that's going to be Saturday to Saturday. Sometimes that's going to be Monday through Friday. Uh, obviously, schedule is going to be important, especially in the off season where a lot of things are going on and then nothing is going on all at the same time. So um, the, the initial plan currently is that you'll have one solo podcast for me and then you'll have a podcast with me and somebody else. And so uh, thankfully already I've got some great guests, um, both local and national that are either want to, or at least are willing (laughs) to come on the podcast with me. And so uh, the hope is that that will start uh, this Thursday night with a recording uh, that I will publish. Generally speaking, uh, until I get all of the X's and O's figured out, I generally publish as soon as I get done recording. Uh, Just, I know maybe there's some things I need to learn about when and all that. Uh, But for me, it's let's get it out there to you. Uh, And so I want to do that. So recording, hopefully sometime Thursday night. Um, Moving forward, the goal is to record uh, my solo Saturday or Sunday. 
uh, and then uh, with a guest Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, worst case scenario Thursday. The second thing to know about the podcast is the goal is that keep it under 30 minutes. And so my thought is there are a lot of great podcasts that go over so many things, right? There are so many details about professional sports, the Cleveland Browns, NFL football, all of that. Listen, it's a nuanced game when you have 22 men, all of the officials, all of the coaches, all on each individual play, as long with the weather and and everything else under the sun. Um, it is such a nuanced game that there's lots of things to talk about. And so my goal is that if I keep it to 30, 20 to 30 minutes, somewhere in that range, then for each of you, it is an opportunity to listen to it, you know, maybe on your car ride in, maybe uh, on the treadmill, maybe while doing dishes, whatever that is, but kind of that short window. Now, some of you will speed up the podcast and do all of that, and I'm just impressed by your fanciness and your ability to do all of that. So that's the plan. Again, two podcasts a week uh, as available and as worth it and as I get good guests and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and then each of those podcasts between 20 and 30 minutes to be your drive to work, drive home, lunchtime, uh, dishes, working out whatever it is so that is the plan for the browns wire podcast 2.0 and i hope that is something that connects for all of you as we move forward with the podcast so we're just going to jump right into really what is going to be continue to be the conversation and and always is the conversation in the nfl and that is the quarterback position, because the reality is, is as you will hear from me all the time and you hear from every pundit and analyst in general, it is a head coach and quarterback league. You need both of those things. Obviously, you need other talent. Obviously, you need, um, you know, the ability to have an organization that's working together. You need to not have infighting. You need no drama. You need less injuries. You need all of that. But the reality of, of most situations is the quarterback and the head coach are decisive of what is going on and what happens with your team, right? So as that is kind of the backdrop, what we know about the Cleveland Browns based on all information is that their three most important people are returning. Andrew Barry will continue to be the general manager in charge of the front office. Kevin Stefanski will continue to be the head coach. Now there's a chance that he's... Uh, decides to no longer um, be the offensive coordinator or play caller of of the offense. That's possible, but he will be returning. And then according to multiple reports, all seemingly leaked out of Berea, Baker Mayfield will be returning. Now, they, those reports started with the NFL Network, that there was a uh, end meeting, uh, end of the year meeting, exit interview that went really well. They're on the same page. Yada, yada, yada. And then we heard the same thing from the Browns brass, that they are on the same page, that they expect Baker Mayfield to have a bounce back year. All of that stuff is is what it is, right? There's the possibility that it's they're full of everything, right? They're just full of it and they're just trying to keep his trade leverage up and and not kind of show their hand and and all of that which is makes sense they can't trade Baker Mayfield um, following his surgery on the 19th until he's healthy enough to be traded and so that is 
probably from all indications no earlier than uh, sometime in late April um, early May and probably a little bit beyond that and so it's kind of late for that to actually happen right that's that's going to be really difficult to trade him and that's kind of the second point is it's going to be difficult to trade Baker Mayfield because of his surgery and because he's obviously got very very little value to the NFL right now he is significantly hurt and he has not played well right I mean he did not play well pretty much most of the 2021 season so given that as a backdrop what I want to talk about again quickly the goal is 20 to 30 minutes folks I want to make sure you're using your time wisely and if it starts conversations with you with your coworkers, with your family or online that's probably where kind of that deeper stuff uh, you may enjoy that or um, you know if if it strikes a chord and somebody else wants to go a little deeper that's absolutely fine but what I want to talk about is is the three tiers that I use to break down quarterbacks now many people I know Bill Barnwell and some of those other smart guys or just in general most people uh, who cover kind of nationally the NFL have their tiers or they call it different things. But in general, they're talking about kind of where they see the quarterbacks compared to each other, what they can do, all of that kind of stuff. And some people have like five or six tiers. Some have three or four. Um, there's really a wide variety uh, in the NFL. And I want to just tell you mine and just kind of talk about uh, where we see Baker Mayfield throughout his kind of tenure with the Cleveland Browns in the NFL and where we kind of go from here and how, again, I'm not going to assume Andrew Barry and Kevin Savansky think like me, that would be arrogant as all get out. But if they think similarly or have similar thoughts, what it could mean for the Browns and, and why they're making some of their decisions. So let's start with the lowest tier. So the first tier of quarterback for me is a very, very simple one. That is a quarterback who is a backup, period. I know that's overly simplified. The reality is, is in any given NFL season, there are probably five, six, seven, eight quarterbacks that are probably good enough to be, they should be backups, but they're starting in the NFL because they're, while the the increase of quarterback quality play uh, seems to have increased over the years. There's still a dearth of it in the NFL. So any given year, there are four, five, six, seven, eight quarterbacks starting that fit the backup tier. So this is a quarterback that even with everything perfect around them or as close to perfect as possible, they are not able to elevate their team to consistently winning regular season games, much less making it to the playoffs, much less doing anything in the playoffs if they had ever made it. We see this year in and year out with a lot of quarterbacks. If there's ever an injury or any of those kind of things in the playoffs where they just fall apart or when a team falls apart because their starting quarterback is unavailable for a game or two, they, the team often falls apart or we see a significant shift in game plan to try to mitigate, to minimize that quarterback, right? And so, you know, that list of quarterbacks can be a variety of players. You know, to be honest, today I'm probably not going to break down everybody, but I would say some of the starters in that list probably are someone like Jared Goff, right? That's a player who is starting, but probably 
isn't there. At the moment, he is a backup level quarterback. Another example would be a rookie. Now, can people move from one category to the other? Absolutely. It's absolutely silly to be beholden to any thought that I had today if there's a game tomorrow. That game can help change opinions. So a rookie is Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson did not look good a majority of the season. Now, you might have seen flashes. You might have seen amazing arm talent. You might have seen some electrifying kind of plays. You might have seen a lot of things from Zach Wilson. But this year, at this moment, at the end of the 2021 season, Zach Wilson is a backup level quarterback. So we've defined what a backup level quarterback that tier is. And let's go ahead and be very straightforward. 2021, Baker Mayfield was a backup level quarterback. He and Case Keenum, who is a backup level quarterback, were very, very similar at times. Now, much like Zach Wilson, Baker Mayfield had some flashes that Case Keenum probably could never show. The Kansas City game is a great example of that. Uh, obviously, first game of the season, um, but just showed some uh, high-level arm talent, ability to move the offense, those kind of things. Um, there's other games or other moments in games where Baker showed that as well. But for the 2021 season, Baker Mayfield was a backup-level quarterback. Period. Now, did injuries play a role? Sure. Did Kevin Stefanski's game planning play a role? Sure. Could Andrew Barry have done something different with Odell Beckham Jr. or found, you know, not spent the third round pick on Anthony Schwartz and instead, you know, got somebody else who was beneficial, you know, invested in a wide receiver in free agency? Absolutely. All of that is real. Could Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski have sat Baker Mayfield? Sounds like it would have caused a lot of drama, but absolutely they could have. They run the team. But given all of that, Baker Mayfield was a backup level quarterback. If you want to assign blame, hey, go to the Brownswire website. We have a poll up right now just trying to get an idea of who you blame most for the team uh, not getting into the playoffs this year. And that's the list. It's in you know alphabetical order. It's Andrew Barry. Injury slash COVID, Baker Mayfield, and then Kevin Stefanski. So go to the website, vote, let us know. We want to kind of get a feel because social media can be such a unique beast. Twitter can make me think or make us think everybody thinks one way. And Facebook can make us think everybody thinks a different way. So this is our opportunity to try to get a feel for, as a Browns fan, who do you put the blame for? But if we're all being honest, based on his play on the field, not upside, not opportunity, none of the other stuff, based on his play on the field in 2021, again, I only have three tiers, Baker Mayfield was a backup-level quarterback in the NFL. Ve a calho.org para hablar con una persona que te guíe para las diferentes opciones disponibles. O llama a nuestra línea 1-833-317-HOPE. Está bien no estar bien. La ayuda vive aquí en California. The second tier I call the quality starter tier. Right? So we have backup, we have quality starter. The quality starter tier is exactly what it sounds like. It is a quality starter in the NFL, but this is a quarterback who, again, when the goal is, you know, get to the playoffs, 
win a Super Bowl, get to the Super Bowl, those kind of things. That's really what we're talking about, right? So a backup quarterback isn't doing those things. Maybe going to make it to the playoffs. Maybe going to make it to the playoffs, right? But isn't getting you to the Super Bowl, isn't winning the Super Bowl. A starting level quarterback, again, my tiers, a starting level quarterback is going to do those things. But must have, again, quality talent, situation, coaching, all of those things are going to be really important for a starting level quarterback. That's not to say it's not important for every quarterback, but a starting level quarterback, someone in that tier, needs to have a good system, enough talent, a good defense, needs a little bit of this, a little bit of that, or needs a lot of a few things, right? So, you know, a starting level quarterback might have a a good defense, a good offensive line, and good weapons. Another option is to have a great defense and a great running game. Right. And so um, or it could be an okay defense, maybe even a bad defense at times, but just an amazing offense. That starting level quarterback can take that team to the playoffs. And if everything goes right, can take that team to the Super Bowl with the chance of winning the Super Bowl. This is the type of quarterback who, if they're in the Super Bowl against one of the top level quarterbacks, which we'll talk about here in the third tier, you're probably not betting significant amount of money on that quarterback unless it is your team. That doesn't mean they're not a good quarterback. That is, They are a starting level quarterback. They are good. They are good enough to get you to the Super Bowl and possibly win a Super Bowl. A great example in the game that I'm watching right now is Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is a good starting level quarterback. Derek Carr is another example of a good starting level quarterback. Now, for all of these, obviously there are levels, right? So you might have Derek Carr near the top of the starting level tier, uh, but maybe Jimmy Garoppolo more towards the middle, right? And and maybe Carson Wentz is near the bottom of that starting level tier. Obviously, everyone currently has the last game of Indianapolis season where he kind of lost the game for them. Not totally. There were some other problems there. But maybe you have Carson Wentz at the bottom of that tier, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo in the middle of that tier, and maybe you have someone like Derek Carr at the top of that tier. There are other players which I'm just going to be very honest, can be sometimes difficult to kind of figure out which tier they fit in. Uh, Dak Prescott, the the player literally playing Jimmy Garoppolo while, while I'm having this podcast, Dak Prescott has so much talent around him that it is sometimes hard to figure out where he fits. Would he be as good without those three receivers, without uh, Zeke and Pollard? I'm not going to say because I get paid to cover the Cleveland Browns and when they play Dallas or have anything related to Dallas is when I'm going to spend more time on that team. I just know he is at least a starting level quarterback and he might be more. Okay. But I know he's at least a high level starting quarterback. And if we're being honest, that was Baker Mayfield in the second half of 2020. Baker Mayfield was a starting level quarterback maybe even on the higher end of the starting level quarterback for the second half of 2020. And at times with Freddie Kitchens as his offensive coordinator and every once in a while with Freddie Kitchens as his head coach, we saw that as well. We saw a starting level quarterback out of Baker Mayfield in 2020 and 
sporadically around the rest of his time in the NFL. A starting level quarterback is exactly what the Cleveland Browns needed in 2021, and it's exactly what they did not get. Now, if Baker Mayfield was completely healthy, again, big if, we have no idea how things would be different. If Odell Beckham Jr. was either gone before the season started and they replaced that money or you know replaced him, and or if things just went smoothly, along with Baker Mayfield being healthy, and maybe not as much injuries in COVID. We have no idea. But we do know is that the second half of 2020, Baker Mayfield was a starting level quarterback. He was in the second tier as I talk about it. Now, was he near Dak Prescott? Maybe just behind that area. And again, I'm not saying Dak Prescott is for sure, but if Dak Prescott is the very tippy top of this level or the very low of tier three, that gives you an idea of what I saw out of Baker Mayfield in the second half of 2020 at times very rare this season and at times before 2020. That is where Baker Mayfield was in 2020 and that is the bounce back that Andrew Barry is looking for. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a lounge singer to be their office receptionist. Hello, this is Mickey Marquis, and you've reached the office of Doug and Associates. <laughs> Thank you very much. Catch me Tuesday nights at the Hotel Johnson. Hello? But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Doug and Associates, this is Mickey Marquis. Hello? For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. And then we get to the final tier, and obviously you're all very smart to figure out that final tier. Tier three is the the player, the quarterback that elevates the team around him. This is tier three. This is the, the player who doesn't need everything to be perfect, who can literally carry a team, not solo. Listen, again, there are 11 players on offense, 11 players on defense, special teams, all the subs, the coaches, the referees. A, a, the best quarterback in the league is not leading the worst team in the league to a Super Bowl, most likely. Now, there's a chance Tom Brady could you know, join the Jacksonville Jaguars and do that, but I just don't think I see it, right? Coaching matters. Skill all around matters. But this level, the Tier 3 level, elevates their players. It's what we saw from Brady throughout his New England time. The best example I always use is Deion Branch, the wide receiver who was great in New England and then went to Seattle to be a number one receiver like he was in New England, and well, he wasn't able to do that, right? Tom Brady, and the New England, when he was with the New England Patriots and still with the Buccaneers, has, has learned, has figured out how to elevate his players, elevate the players around him. This is a very rare area for a quarterback to be in, to be able to be so talented that you can elevate everyone around you, right? That's why I talk about Dak Prescott uh, really in kind of the middle. It's not because I don't think Dak Prescott's a good quarterback, but the reality is, is he's got so much talent around him. It's a little harder to see, you know, especially as right now, as I'm watching the game, uh, it's under two minutes left and Dallas is down six with a high probability of going to a fourth down. We'll see what Dak Prescott does. That's not the point of the podcast, but again, can you elevate the team no matter what's going on around you or almost no matter what's going on around you? Listen, Aaron Rodgers lifted Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy runs so many slant flat combinations 
that they, it literally felt like that was their entire offense. Oftentimes it was mirrored on both sides. There's a slant with a flat underneath, a slant with a flat underneath both sides, and Aaron Rodgers elevated that. Now, obviously, there was other talent on the field. We are not talking in ultimate this is only one player kind of thing. But these kind of quarterbacks, the Tom Brady's, the Peyton Manning's, the Aaron Rodgers, all of those kind of players elevate the play of the players around them and can even elevate the coaches. I will say at some level, it's maybe, maybe there are games where I feel like Baker Mayfield does that. Maybe, but I'm not sure I've, I've seen it more than here and there. Right. So even his his Kansas City game this year, 21 of 28. That's great. 321 yards. Great. No touchdowns, one interception. Now, the team scored 29 points. That's good. And Nick Chubb had two touchdowns. Kareem Hunt had a touchdown. Jarvis Landry had a touchdown. All rushing. So Baker Mayfield didn't need to throw touchdowns. And a one-game sample isn't the most important thing. But it's just using that as an example from this season of a game that you know, the, the offense put up a lot of points against Cincinnati in that big blowout, 41 to 16, 14 to 21. They didn't have to throw the ball very often. 218 yards, two touchdowns. Nick Chubb ran for 14, 14 attempts for 137 yards. He was, Nick Chubb was the offense, right? So again, it's, it's wondering the question, has Baker Mayfield really ever been that quarterback against the Chargers? 23 of 32, 305 two touchdowns. So again, he had a a pretty darn good game, but it's very rare that Baker Mayfield, A, has been able to do it late in games, and B, has done it consistently. So, tier three, the Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady's, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, take his legal stuff aside, not because I want to minimize it. I'm talking about him on the field. Uh, if, If whatever is true, then that's a different conversation about the human of Deshaun Watson. But he's a player that elevates the people around him. Some of those Houston teams had no rights being in playoff conversations. And Deshaun Watson had them there. So, you know, those are the kind of players that elevate the players around them. There's not a lot of them. And I think that's that leads us to the conversation about the Browns. If it truly is their decision to stick with Baker Mayfield, it's very simple. If they see it similarly to me and say Baker Mayfield, they assume is most likely in that tier two, that starting level, even if he's kind of in the middle of that starting level tier, what kind of assets am I going to give up to get a Kirk Cousins who's also in that tier? What kind of assets do I want to give up to get a Derek Carr who is also in that tier, or at least for me, but are getting paid a significant more amount than Baker is going to be paid, at least in his fifth year option, which is still going to be a good chunk of change, right? So for them, if they're not trading for somebody in that tier three, someone that elevates, just getting someone else who is good enough if everything around you is good enough. But having to deal first round picks, having to deal, I don't know, Greedy Williams or Grant Delpit or maybe somebody off the offensive line. I have no idea who they would actually trade, but having to trade one of those players or not being able to side David Njoku because the new contract, you know, Kirk Cousins is making 10 or uh, 20 for Derek Carr, I think more than Baker Mayfield would be making. I think when the Browns look at it, besides the surgery and the timing, 
they they really look at if there's not somebody in tier three available, their goal is to make the Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl. Yes, Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr and whoever, Jimmy Garoppolo, whoever you might think, may be better than Baker Mayfield. But if they see them as marginally better, yes, that marginally better may have allowed the Cleveland Browns to make the playoffs in 2021, but would it have allowed them to make the Super Bowl and win it if Baker Mayfield was healthy, right? It's a big if. They believe, I truly believe, they believe a healthy Baker Mayfield is in tier two, and they believe except for maybe Deshaun Watson, maybe Russell Wilson, maybe Aaron Rodgers, and there's so many maybes behind those that we all know it's unrealistic for a variety of reasons. Unless one of those three or someone in that tier is available, giving up assets to stay in the tier, even if you're going up the tier, based on their evaluation of Baker Mayfield and who he has been and all of that, doesn't make a lot of sense. So how about you? Where do you see... Not this. We know where Baker Mayfield 2021 was. He was in the first category, tier one, backup level. We got that. 2020, he was in tier two. At times, even throughout all the, the crap, he was in tier two prior to 2020. And he showed little glimpses of it in 2021. Where do you see Baker Mayfield based on his whole presentation in the NFL. And does it make sense to you that the Browns may not want to give up assets to stay within kind of the same tier? Or do you think they should always be looking to improve, even though it means giving up assets that could help Baker Mayfield be better once he comes back healthy? Thank you for listening in to the Browns Wire podcast 2.0. I am your host, managing editor of the Browns Wire USA Today Network um, Sports Media Group, whatever our, we got a lot of different initials behind us. Um, so make sure you check out the website. Uh, you can get a hold of me on Twitter at Jared K. Mueller. Thank you for stopping by. And as always, take care of yourself, take care of others, and go Browns. Did you know Amazon provides ways of working that fit your lifestyle? They know you value your time outside of work, juggling family, school, friends, or other activities. That's why they offer a variety of shifts that work for you. There are full-time, part-time, and even temporary opportunities that can work with your schedule with great starting pay and sign-on bonuses. If you want a career that fits and adapts to your lifestyle, head to Amazon.com apply. Amazon is a proud equal opportunity employer.